Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to Fresh Off the Farm, a special edition of the Kettlecast, where I talk about a Hawks game that I just got back from. In this episode of the Kettlecast, I'll be talking about the Hawks' double overtime win versus the New York Knicks. Let's get into it. The Hawks keep playing in super exciting games, and this game against the Knicks was no different. It went to two overtimes. There were times where both teams looked like they had the game won and it'd be over, but they just kept fighting, and both teams really played well. Um, it was really awesome to have the crowd stay engaged for two overtimes, um, and at the end of the second overtime, there were even some MVP chants for Trey Young. But it was just a ridiculous game. The, the start of the game didn't seem like we'd be heading to two overtimes at all, um, after the Hawks kind of jumped out to a quick 9-0 lead, the Knicks really took control and were able to push a lead all the way up to 10 points before getting into the second quarter where they pushed the lead all the way up to 15 points. Not to be outdone, the Hawks just slowly whittled away whittled away, and were able to take the lead briefly in the second quarter before the Knicks grabbed it back right at halftime. But coming out of halftime, the Hawks really took control of this game, and it seemed like they were going to walk away to an easy victory. Uh, unlike third quarters in the past, the Hawks had a really nice third quarter, were able to build up their own lead, even up to double digits, and carry that lead into the fourth quarter. They held the lead the entirety of the fourth quarter, and the Knicks were able to tie the game just before the end of the fourth quarter and even have a chance to win the game uh, in regulation. Um, the Hawks also had an opportunity to win the game with Trey just missing a little floater, but it was a really entertaining game in regulation. Um, one where it was really disappointing to see the Hawks kind of lose the lead. It felt like they were not, they weren't putting together good offensive possessions at the end of regulation. And even Ryan Cameron was talking about in the game as the Knicks slowly whittled the lead away. He was trying to urge the fans not to be nervous, but to get up and to cheer on the Hawks just because it, it felt like the Knicks were just slowly taking all the momentum. And after the Hawks had built that 15-point lead, it just, for whatever reason, the Knicks were able to take that back. I thought the Knicks had really strong performances from Reggie Bullock and uh, Julius Randle in particular, but they were able to get their way back into this game. And going into the first overtime, the Knicks really just took it and put it on the Hawks' chin. Um, the Hawks won the tip, but from there it was all Knicks uh, getting a couple three-pointers, Wayne Ellington and Reggie Bullock again. And then Julius Randle and um, Alfred Payton really did a good job of building up this eight-point lead with under two minutes to go, and it really felt like the Hawks kind of had to do something. They got down by such a big lead in overtime so early that it was like there's plenty of time. They don't need to. The Hawks do not need to rush anything. But the Hawks weren't getting really good looks. Um, but the Hawks did start to string together some made buckets, and the Knicks really went into prevent offense mode as something that, as a coach, you never want to see your team do. The Hawks were putting up a little bit of a press to speed the Knicks up. The Knicks were beating the press and getting the ball all the way into the paint, and then for whatever reason, they didn't want to like take a quick shot and not get as much uh, time off of each possession as they could. But they really left some opportunities um, on the court 
And in regards to like maybe scoring buckets and pushing this lead up to from eight to something bigger that allowed the Hawks to get into the game. And finally, Trey was able to get fouled going to the basket and he calmly made two free throws to send the game into the second overtime. Second overtime looked like it was going to start the same way, but instead the Hawks were able to flip the script a little bit and build a lead themselves. I think one of the biggest shots of the night was DeAndre Hunter hit a big three to stretch a one-point lead to a four-point lead. And then Trey, after getting blocked at the rim by Alfred Payton, uh, the Hawks got an offensive rebound. Trey didn't stop moving and got into the corner, short corner. The Hawks got the ball to him, and he hit a corner three to put the Hawks up seven. Again, the Hawks had this seven-point lead, um, and it kind of felt like, okay, incomplete. This is going to be kill the game, and the Knicks fought back. The Knicks were able to get this to a one-possession game, um, and the Hawks were able to knock down some free throws to prevent the Knicks from sending this to a third overtime. But it was just a, a really back-and-forth game uh, through the end of the fourth quarter in both overtimes. The fans were standing up a lot, as I said. When Trey went to the free-throw line for the final time, he was getting MVP chance. But he had an awesome game. I mean, Trey Young really, really played well. Um, I think he got a little happy getting in the air and turning the ball over a little bit. He ended the game with seven turnovers, but he also had 13 assists, ended the game with 48 points, 13 of 30 shooting. He was 6 of 13 from the three-point line, um, made 16 of 16 free throws. When you have a guy who can get to the free throw line and make his free throws, that's huge. And I thought the Hawks, after being really bad at free throws at the beginning of the season, have really started to knock down their free throws. They ended the game shooting 28 of 31, over 90%, and that really helped them stay in this game and send it into overtime and ultimately get the victory. A couple other notable performances. John Collins was just a monster. Um, He ended the game with 32 points. Um, He had uh, 16 rebounds, 3 assists. It's interesting. I think um, it was either... Brad Rowland or uh, Kevin Trouillard, who was talking about how um, the Hawks really get games started by um, getting John Collins going in like the first couple quarters, and then they kind of fall away from John. And I think that's both on the Hawks and uh, John Collins himself. He's very active throughout the game, and uh, but he has just this really amazing ability to finish any shot around the basket. Uh, whether there's contact or not, and he he did a, an, another amazing job. Kevin Herter was big, 6 of 13 from the field, including 2 of 6 from the three-point line. He had 16 points. I thought he had a huge moment when it looked like the lead was going to get a little out of the Hawks, um, a little out of hand for the Hawks, and he, had, he drove to the basket, got fouled, made the free throw to keep it for a three-point play, and he just had a really, really solid game. It's Really encouraging to see how much he's handling the ball and running pick and rolls with John Collins, and I think that's encouraging. He is starting to move off the ball really well. A skill that is so hard to get in the NBA is just this skill of guys like J.J. Redick, Joe Harris, Kyle Korver, who are just moving off ball so much um, that it causes problems for the other team. And Kevin Herter is really starting to to have that ability, and the Hawks are finding shots for him when he's doing that. Uh, somebody who does that on the Knicks, Wayne Ellington, got loose a couple times um, hit and hit threes. I thought the Knicks did a good job of finding their three-point shooters, whether it was Reggie Bullock early or Wayne Ellington late. 
and then really going to Julius Randle in the crunch time. Julius Randle, as well as John Collins played on the offensive side of the ball, Julius Randle really stuck it to the Hawks on the other end. Um, he had over 30 points, but really nice game from John Collins, Trey Young, and Kevin Herter. I want to talk a little bit about DeAndre Hunter. He had a little bit of a breakout game, 19 points, 7 of 15 from the field, 3 of 7 from three-point land. Again, none bigger than the one he hit in second overtime. And he just continues to kind of like slowly work his way into some sort of consistency. I think some of the things he does on defense go a little bit um, undervalued or just like unnoticed. And he drew a big charge in this game. And he's just such a strong guy. He ended the game with five steals. Um, nine rebounds. He was just really big in this win. And the Knicks throw a lot of bodies at you, including Bobby Portis, uh, Julius Randle, Taj Gibson. And to have a rookie player such as DeAndre Hunter go out there, get to his spots in the corner to hit a three, hit that three in the second overtime, just amazing. Amazing. And we cannot talk about this game without talking about the return of Dwayne Dedman. The Hawks did a nice job of showing... All of the players they had gotten in trades at the beginning of the game, Clint Capella was there, um, Sky Labissier was there, and then Dwayne Dedman was in uniform. He didn't start, but he ended up playing 32 minutes. It was funny when he ended up fouling out in the first overtime. Vince Carter, old man Vince Carter, like sort of you know cooled him down a little bit, put a cushion on his chair, gave him a little bit of a rub down, but Dwayne Dedman playing 32 minutes in his first game back as a Hawk was pretty incredible. He ended the game with 10 points. He was 1 of 5 from the three-point line, so he got to see his uh, call-me-up um, hand gesture when he hits a three. And he had uh, eight rebounds and six blocks, or five blocks, excuse me. And uh, you could see how amped Dwayne was to be back in Atlanta. The Hawks started the game really getting the ball to Dwayne Dedman, including one rim-rocking dunk off a. Of, Trey Young assist, but it was really cool to have Dwayne Denman back. Again, we had Jeff Teague back, Dwayne Denman back. It's like feeling like we have these different connecting pieces to different times in the Hawks history, but um, Dwayne Denman was just great. And then Jeff Teague, I would like to talk about a little bit. He only had eight points on four of eight shooting, didn't take any three pointers, but I thought he was really good. He had six assists, just one steal, but he played really good defense when some of the Knicks players were getting loose on the three-point line. The Hawks brought in Jeff Teague to guard those guys, and he did a nice job. Um, I think, again, he's still getting his legs under him, being back in Atlanta and being the backup point guard, but the Hawks really trusted him in this game. He had 27 minutes to Brandon Goodwin's only four minutes, and so the Hawks have already shown a, a really strong trust in Jeff Teague, and I think he's starting to find a rhythm in this back, uh, backup point guard position. It's fun to see how much uh, Lloyd Pierce goes to these two point guard lineups um, where you have Jeff Teague and Trey Young on the court together. On Trey's big three in the second overtime, it was actually assisted by Jeff Teague. He came in, Jeff came in after Dwayne Dedman fouled out. Um, and I kind of think that the Hawks were able to make their run after Dwayne Dedman, who had been exhausted sort of he had been in during the crunch time and during that first overtime and then once he fouled out the Hawks were able to get Jeff Teague in there play a little bit better defense and get the win but it was just a really fun game to be at State Farm Arena for being a Sunday night game that started at six I didn't get out of there until after nine and it was just a fun game it was 
back and forth fans of both teams if you know if you've been down to state farm arena for any sort of lakers knicks game you know how many fans from the other team you get in there so there are a ton of knicks fans there but uh it was just a wonderful performance by the hawks and one where they could have let this thing go in the first overtime getting down eight kind of to start the overtime and especially under two minutes to go being down eight the hawks could have let it go and they didn't they did a good job of forcing some turnovers the Knicks did not help themselves. There were a couple of stupid turnovers by Alfred Payton and Julius Randle, but um, the Hawks took advantage of those and were able to tie the game and send it to the second overtime. So it's just a fun game to be at. I'd really suggest you get down to State Farm Arena. I mean, now we have Trey Young, uh, Jeff Teague, and Kevin Herter all throwing alley-oops, and guys are receiving – John Collins and Dwayne Denman are going up high to get those alley-oops. I mean, um, unfortunately, Kevin Herter – threw one too high in this game, and uh, John Collins wasn't able to get it. But uh, it was just a really fun game, a big win for the Hawks. I think they were favored coming into this game, and to get a win after kind of being right there with the Boston Celtics was huge. And again, the Hawks are on this little bit of a crazy schedule where they have a couple road games. They come home for one game, and then they're back on the road. So to get a win at home I think was huge. Now, all these guys played a ton of minutes. DeAndre Hunter played 47 minutes. John Collins, 49. Kevin Herter, 47. Trey Young, 47. So I'm sure they're going to be exhausted and they have to go to Orlando. But really fun win for the Hawks. Really good job of making all the shots at the free throw line and really fighting to get back into this game. And we'll see if they're able to carry that momentum into Orlando. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me, Forrest Willoughby, at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that would be a huge help to me. Go Hawks!